spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. to Mass Mayhem. This is episode 23, right? I think. Oh god, seven more to go. Ugh. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're back. I'm TFU and Mike, and you are? Toon Master Tim. That's right. Oh god. We're getting to a point in this series, folks, where the episodes just, they aren't bad, they're just boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some are bad, to be honest. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, not every single one of them is like, oh my, like, I don't think anything in this podcast or next time around in episode 24, I don't think anything enraged me as much as what enrage I had in episode 21 with the friggin' Thunderhawk and the seatbelt shit. Yeah. So, at this point, I, I'm just like... Oh, God. I honestly have no idea why I liked this cartoon as a kid. I I have no clue. Outside of the theme song, I have... The cartoon... I love the toys. The toys were amazing. You know, I'll say that again. There's nothing wrong with the mass toys. But the cartoon, they needed better writers. They needed Flint Dilly. They needed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see a lot of kids sitting in front of the TV with their mask toys, with the mm-hmm. t- with the TV on, and it's there. But for most mm-hmm. of the episode, they're actually just playing with their toys. And then suddenly, when there's a battle scene with the vehicles, mm-hmm. you know, their attention perks up, and you know, they start watching what's on TV. But for the most part, man, yeah, it's just, it's so hard to get through them. And I think one of the things that makes it so hard to watch, besides it being like these recycled plots, is that. The voice acting is just so flat. Yeah. You know, it really is. I mean, if you, 
there was a, a particular episode this week um, that I was watching, and Matt was delivering a line. But basically, all, all the characters do this. But it was just like, wow, you know, I listened to that line and thought it could have been delivered in such a different way to have more punch to it and and more life. And any other kind of, you know, other other shows would have voice actors that would deliver those lines in that manner rather than this this flat monotone, you know, Scott, hey, get out of there. You know, I mean, there's just no inflection at all. Um, and I think that just exacerbates what's already a, a very drab show. Yep, pretty much. All right, we are going to get into the episodes today, starting off with an incident in Istanbul. Take it away, they might be giants. Oh, no, wait, not. I, fuck, who the hell does that damn song? <laughs> supposed to stay in the car. We'll be close by. Look, there's a cafe right across the street. Holy cow! Wait until Dad sees this. Dad, Dad, come quick! Dad, look what we found! They're not at the museums, but they're not here either. Cars abandoned. Maybe they get hungry too. 
I'm afraid it's not as simple as that, T-Bob. Maybe they had car trouble. Maybe, but we had a planned route. I don't think Mehmet would have left the car here unless... That's it! They switched cars! This isn't the original armored car. What do you mean, Dad? Come on, let's drop you two at the hotel. I've got to track down Mehmet. Aw, oh, gee, Dad. It's just getting exciting around here. All right, thank you for that musical selection, They Might Be Giants. And first up today is the incident in Istanbul, hence why that song just played. Venom hijacks an armored car in Istanbul, stealing Constantine's chess set, which contains secrets to finding his golden crown. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> well, uh, plots... What plot? Again, you know, we've said it since we've been back on this podcast and we've had this going again since episode, I, you know, 15. Um, recycle, recycle, recycle. I mean, I, I guess if you want to look at Mask in a positive way, at least they're recycling. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. Uh, this plot is... Just another treasure hunt. I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but there is nothing in the overall plot of this episode that is interesting at all, at least to me. I don't know. What, what, what do you think of the plot? Yeah, it's another treasure hunt. It, it, so, it has this heist aspect to it, too, with the armored car being hijacked. So it was a little bit different. But basically, you know, getting to the point is, yes, we're after more treasure. Actually, Venom is after more treasure here. So it's just... Again, that recycled plot over and over, you know, you know, putting a little bit of A, a little bit of B, sprinkling some C, and you get D, and that's, you know, another episode of Mask for you. Um, one of the kind of cool things in this one, um, you know, Matt focuses in on the lock that they have on the back of the armored car. And then later when, you know, he's following this armored car, playing an escort uh, and, and dagger like, you know, Gets in front of uh, in front of Thunderhawk, so Matt can't follow along. Pretty soon he loses the truck, and then later on they find a truck, but it's not the same one. And he picks it out because uh, the lock on the back of the truck is different. Yep. So yeah, that was the... uh, so that was a, a you know something interesting that they did with that. Um, again, you know, plot wise, yeah, there's still. Nothing here that's surprising, and nothing that we haven't seen before. Nope. I mean, it's just... It's very, very standard. And, uh... It's just not... Uh, I don't know, I just... I don't know. Uh, did you have any high beams? Because if you don't, we're probably going to skip them. <laughs> uh, I, I just have a few things. We get to see Surfing okay. T-Bob again. Yeah. And uh, he saves Scott in the tunnel. And then, um, you know, in this one, they're after this chess set. Uh, that's mm -hmm. what Venom is after inside the armored vehicle. That's what's being escorted. And then they get these chess pieces. And they're inside a church that has this tile floor and has this checkerboard pattern, uh, which, you know, mimics a, what you'd see on a chess set. Right. And the chess pieces actually fit into these holes on the floor, which 
uh, you know, opens up the floor and allows them to get to this crown that's hidden there. So I thought that using those chess pieces in that way was mm-hmm. was kind of a cool idea. Um, so that was one of one of my high beams. And then I think that uh, the pacing in this episode was better than in some of the more recent ones. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree to that. And now we're going to get to the low beams. Oh, my God. Secured. Proceed. Select best agents for mission in Istanbul. Rendezvous to copy museum. Julio Lopez, occupation physician, vehicle code name, Firefly. Aerial recon may be essential. Calhoun Burns, occupation architect, vehicle code name, Raven. Amphibious vehicle could be valuable in port city of Istanbul. Champion race driver, black belt in Kung Fu, vehicle code name, Shark, vehicle adaptable as submarine, selection complete. Our package seems none the worse for wear from your driving, Vanessa. Now, if Rax can only remove it without breaking it after all my work. Good thing I rigged that bridge or you would have had nothing to drive. Good thing Bruno set it off while you were feeding your face at the cafe. Oh boy, it's almost like Christmas. Tiger, take that stupid thing off. Still in one piece, I see. Some treasure, it's only a game. Exactly, my dear. And the winner takes all. All that was Constantine's. A bonus to whoever figures out the next clue. Alright, for the low beams. I'm so sick of Tracker's bad parenting. Allowing Scott to go off on his own at the bazaar. No parent would let their child go off in a very crowded marketplace like that. I remember at one point... There was one time I stepped away from my mom. We were at Faneuil Hall in Boston, Massachusetts, and I got lost for two hours. And Faneuil Hall is a big place. Wow. So it's like, you know, <laughs> worst cartoon dad ever. Matt Tracker is even, as much as I don't like this show, Matt Tracker is worse than Peter Griffin, and that's pretty bad. <laughs> Worse than Peter Griffin on Family Guy, how so? In every way, at least Peter Griffin takes some sort of interest in what his children are doing. Yeah, just as a parent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, we already mentioned Crown of Constantine, yet another Treasure Hunt episode. Boring! Now, this is something, this might have been an animation error, I don't know. They're trying to get an answer from the computer about which church to find out the location. Yeah. And you see the computer going back and forth, back and forth, like it's like it's searching for the answer. All of a sudden, while it's still doing that, you hear Matt give, give the answer. And like, how the hell did he get the answer from the computer if we didn't see anything? Um, <laughs> the parked car PSA. 
That actually happened to me a few times. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was one time uh, at my grandmother's house. We, um, she, the the very top of her driveway is a dead end street, but it's also a hill. I was in my mom's Mazda SE5 back, oh, I don't know, 89, 99, or 10 years old, I guess. And I let the emergency brake go, and it went all the way down the hill. <laughs> so, well, I don't think it's a re- – I, I think they're reaching with – like, they're not even showing – like, it's not even Matt saying to Scott, you know, this, this is a lesson you should learn. And blah. They're just coming up with – you know, commercial break intros where it's like, hey, T-Bob, you shouldn't do this. And buy it. Oh, God, the PSAs for this show are the worst. Yeah, they're not done very well. If you look at other shows, like the G.I. Joe PSAs are actually a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. You usually have, you know, you'd have maybe three or four kids doing something and then, you know, they're about to do something they shouldn't perhaps. And then all of a sudden then steps one of the G.I. Joes and explains yeah. why they shouldn't be doing that or, you know, uh, explain whatever safety message there is but this one is just like it's right there and they usually go pretty quick they're not very lengthy either well neither are the ones in G.I. Joe or He-Man no I mean, they're not but the, these are know, shorter I think extremely um, what didn't um, you like about this one uh, well Venom gets foiled again they, they basically just drop the thing the rafter mm-hmm. um, I think it was T-Bob maybe in this case tripped one of the guys from the Venom team uh, mm-hmm. I believe he tripped Bruno. I know they've had yeah. a problem with that in the past, hanging on to things that they've stolen. And then, um, uh, of course, there were lots of puns in this one, just as there are in just about every episode. And uh, at one point, T-Bob says, I consider it my crowning achievement. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, like, even, even the, the guy that's there with them, uh, he's not one of the Venom, or not one of the mask characters, but he's just, like, one of the secondary characters yeah, in the show. Yeah, he just shakes his head. Yeah, he just shakes his head. I don't think that they've done that very much in the series where somebody's just like, oh, my gosh, this is yeah, terrible. It, yeah, it's kind of bad. Um, All right. I think we are going to move on to the next episode. Next is the creeping desert. Dun 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 dun. A corrupt landowner hires Venom to destroy land in Alcapulco, Mexico, rendering them worthless patches of desert so he can buy it up real cheap and restore land later with an advanced hydration machine. Hmm. Where have I seen this before? Um, can anybody say Lex Luthor, you know, playing around with the San Andreas fault line to make California its own state? 
Ah, Superman plot rethread. Yay. Oh, God. Let's just make it stop. Well, I, I didn't think this one was so bad. Um, it's, it's something different, at least. We're not chasing after treasure. No, but, I mean, we are... This is episode 58 out of 65. I really... Ex- I shouldn't expect this, but I hope that writers actually write some decent damn plots. I, I guess as I'm so used to the cartoon writing of today that going back and watching this, it's like, get this slime off my shoe. Ugh. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I give this one some props. I kind of like the, the contrast of starting the episode at uh, the mansion and it's snowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to Acapulco and there's, you know, it's warm. There's all this, you know, sand and desert. Actually, you know, the trees have have all browned, and actually, some of the buildings are in uh, in disrepair as well from uh, mm-hmm. the sand machine that's uh, turning every everything into desert. So I kind of like that contrast, though. Of you know, we go from the cold weather into you know the desert. Yeah, Transformers did it better. Because Transformers started out with a snowball fight. Oh, well, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of shows will do it better. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, can, I can agree with that. But, um, but I mean, just the, the general overall plot there. I liked it better when Venom used to actually rob places. Like, again, you know, the whatever the Las Vegas episode was earlier in the season, the great gold rush or gold something or other, I forget what it is. And they have this machine in that one, which we've already talked about it a long time ago, but they have this machine in that one where it sucks all the gold out of all the casinos. And it's like, Hey, that's a, that's an interesting plan. Unlike this. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead and get to the high beams, I guess. Computer priority one emergency. Select the best mask agents for this mission. Recommended personnel, Jacques Lafleur, vehicle code name the Volcano Band, specialist in natural disaster. Assemble Mobile Armored Strike Command. All right, turning on the high beams. I only have two moments out of this one, and they're both animation-related. The Both of the battle scenes, the animation in both battle scenes was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I, the action was really well done in those, and, the, and the, the, the laser fire and all that stuff. Absolutely love the animation in those. I agree. I had uh, that down as a highlight as well. What else did you like about this one? T-Bob, the hair dryer. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Scott gets wet and T-Bob is drying him off. 
love seeing well, the sh- th- yeah go ahead well that, that started out as t-bob the snowblower because scott somehow now see i thought t-bob was like any other robot where he could you know basically remove his hands by himself and just pull him into him or like i didn't realize at the time when i was watching this that scott actually removed his hands and feet to make him be the snowblower blow dryer whatever and he keeps asking him when are you gonna put my hands back on and it's like scott's like ah yeah. no time for that now it's like jeez. yeah he does <sighs> and it was funny when he was a hair dryer too the, the, yeah. the top of t-bob was red it was getting hot Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing the shots of Boulder Hill and the gas station again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get uh, a little longer shot of the helmet room, which we haven't seen a whole lot in recent episodes. They actually, is it this episode, they actually use the the little readout at the center of the table as a map? I think it's... I believe it's, so. It's, yeah, I think it's this one. Uh, yeah, so that it was interesting. Yeah, we don't see the helmet room a lot anymore because they're all out in the field or all out doing something or in the plane or. Yeah, and in some of the recent episodes, we've been seeing more of the mask members as they're being called, so we get to see what they're doing. Although I would have to say that the things they're doing aren't very interesting. It seemed like early on in the series, they were they were humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now it's just like. They're there, they're doing something, and they get called away. Like, you know, Dusty's maybe riding a horse, and he gets called, and uh, you know, nothing really humorous happening happens, or, or Bruce is testing out some toy and has to run off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually they leave somebody there holding the bag or something, but this time there just wasn't anything very interesting occurring. Yeah, and they, and they keep going to... Julio and Calhoun and yeah. the, 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 these two new characters. What the hell is Hondo? We haven't seen him in God knows how long. Yeah, we haven't. The last time we saw Hondo was when he was um, was the Leprechaun scheme. Uh, the, the pot of gold scheme a few few podcasts back. Yeah. When they were in Ireland. That's the last time we saw Hondo. So whatever the hell episode that was, I forget the name of the episode off the top of my head. But... Um, it's been a while since we've seen Hondo. It's like, what the hell is he doing? Did he retire or something? Did did heaven forbid an '80s cartoon character get killed or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, anything else for high beams? Nothing else. All right, we're gonna get to the low beams. The north half looks like I always dreamed it would, but the southern half, he gets. Perhaps Mother Nature took her lunch break. Whatever it is, I hope Gloria's got something on it by now. All right, for the low beams for the creeping desert. A desert is no real danger. Are you fucking kidding me, Tracker? Seriously? There are snakes and spiders and scorpions and the. You're, you mean to tell me this guy thinks that the the sun is not a real danger in the desert? Hello, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, dehydration. Oh, what an idiot! Um, 
Why hasn't T-Bob changed back into... Oh, that's... We already talked about that. Why the hell hasn't... See, this is what I was saying earlier. This is why I made the note here. Why hasn't T-Bob changed back into his real hands? It's because he apparently can't change out his hands for other body parts or other useful, useful tools. Apparently, Scott just, you know... Scott George Lucas did it, apparently. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. On both hands. <laughs> it's like, sorry, yes, I am your father. It's like, yeah. Um, you know, I already mentioned the damn land deals as the Lex Lothar plot. And, and then we have the... <laughs> The PSA on firecrackers. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They should at least tailor these damn things to mimic the episodes or have a lesson, like we've said before, have a lesson from the episodes. But, oh, my God, a PSA on firecrackers. Okay, then. Uh, what did you like or not? Oh, what, what didn't you like about this one? Well, I only wrote down one. There were a lot of things I didn't like about it, but... Um... It's going to take six months for the foliage to grow back. I mean, that's that's a long time. I hope this guy, uh, you know, has a lot of money sitting back there in the bank while he's waiting for the uh, the economy to recover. Because he's he's having venom basically, you know, use this machine or whatever to uh, turn the whole place into the desert, so it runs everybody else out of business, and he can like buy up all the land and build his hotels. Mm-hmm. It's going to take six months for the foliage to grow back before he can even start like getting people back into his hotels. Yeah, and and that's yeah, really the whole point of this plot. It's just, I mean, I like the concept that yes, they're going to turn the whole area into desert, but then it's just to help this guy buy up some land and make a bunch of money. And of course, you know, Venom is going to profit from it, but you know, even Cobra Commander could come up with something better than that. Yeah, that's very true. Um, very, very true. Oh, Lord. All right, so um, I kind of goofed up on this episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be giving our ratings at the end of the podcast when we do closing the show. So next time around, episode 24, it'll go back to the ratings actually being uh, at the end of each episode's low beams. So we're going to get to the final episode after this. It won't be long, Dusty, before everyone can have a glass of clean drinking water. Thanks to your program for purifying the Churun River, it's going to mean good health and new jobs here in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Sam, 
You look like you've just seen a ghost. That's easier to believe than what I'm going to tell you, Matt. Angel Falls stopped flowing just like this. Hold on, partner. You're trying to tell us that a waterfall almost a mile high stopped running? I've been an environmentalist for 10 years, and I've never seen anything like that. Dad, the river water level went down in two seconds flat. You should have seen it. It was far out. You mean to tell me the water level of the river dropped because the waterfall has stopped flowing? Sounds far-fetched. I'd like to look into this, Dusty. I want to see what puts a waterfall on hold. Finally up today is the Scarlet Pumpernickel. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. No, there's no Daffy Duck here. The Scarlet Empress. Uh, mask member Calhoun Burns accidentally shrinks a priceless statue Venom is trying to steal. A curious bird makes off with the statue. Wow, that's a really cheesy, lowbrow plot synopsis from Wikipedia. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we're back to treasure hunting. Um, and the, that plot doesn't exactly just... Basically, Calhoun finds this thing... Uh, the statue of the Scarlet Empress... Uh, finds Venom with it. Venom wants to, because they're, they're in Venezuela. They're in South America. Go a little north, people. Come on now. We need more North American adventures here, damn it. Instead of some foreign jungle. Um, so, apparently there are no roads going into and out of this jungle, so Venom is going to float the statue that they stole down the river. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, now, I'll admit that when I saw the title of this episode, I thought, oh, they're going to pull a jungle book. They're going to, you know, have Scott fall in love with some little Indian girl or something or other, or some little Venezuelan girl or something or other. Like, I thought the Scarlet Empress was going to be like, um, What's her name from uh, Neverending Story? I f the, yeah, I can't remember the, her name, but I, I had the, the same idea. Yeah, I didn't realize it was. In. Yeah, I didn't realize it was just going to be some statue. And the plot for this is just, it's just lame. Uh, what do you got for the plot? I, I thought that uh, there were some moments in the very beginning that were interesting. Um, it, was, it was a good way to start it off with a little bit of humor. Scott and T-Bob are fishing, and Scott gets bitten by the fire ant, so then T-Bob throws a bucket of water on him. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, T-Bob says, uh, well, at least something was biting today. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that, again, that was a good way to start it off with a little bit of humor. Um, and then suddenly the lake starts drying up, and... and um, and then off we go with the episode. I did kind of like the uh, the design for the Scarlet Empress. Mm -hmm. um, so those are those are some nice you know points in the plot that I like. But uh, we'll get to more of those things that we liked here in just a moment. Yep. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're gonna get to the high beams after this. Let's check behind the water.
I don't see anything that would stop the waterfall. There might be something in that cave. Let's take a look. Take a look, Dusty. Laser burns are all over those rocks. Yes, gravity didn't take a vacation after all. Of course not. Water was obviously evaporated by the lasers. I get the feeling we're smelling fishy water. And the fish smell like venom. I wonder what kind of scheme they've got cooking. I don't know, but I have a friend who might be able to help us. Zuwada. So four high beams for the Scarlet Empress. <laughs> I have two things. Fire ants. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious in the beginning, and then I thought it was even more hilarious at the end. And I will have two pictures in the post for this one because um, when Scott and T-Bob use the fire ants at the end, they bite Vanessa in the butt, and you see, um, I think, is it this one? I'm trying to remember. There's a point in either this episode or it's maybe in an episode next week where either Vanessa gets bitten or shot in the ass, it, quite literally. It's uh, next week. Several characters oh, get okay. shot in the butt, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah, okay. So, but anyway, the fire ants thought that was absolutely uh, amazing. Um, yeah, because it's, it's used again. We mentioned uh, a little while ago, I mentioned about how it's used early on with T-Bob and Scott, but then mm-hmm. Rax gets bitten by the ants yep. later on. And then uh, Gory says something that's, it's a pun, but it's also kind of humorous. Sometimes they can be used well, and this is one of those times where I thought it was funny. He said um, you'd use any antics to get attention. Antics, yeah. 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 What else did you like about this one? Uh, well, at least Matt figures out early on in the episode that Venom is behind this. Um, it just takes us a while again to learn why Venom is so interested in this thing. Yeah. Yeah, it took... Um... I'm trying to think. It was somewhere along the lines of between 9 and 14 minutes to even, like, fully show Venom on screen. It might have been around the 9-minute mark where we might have, like, seen or heard Miles. Yeah. um, Like, talking to Rax. But I think it was somewhere around 13 or 14-minute mark where where we actually finally learn of their plan. And, you know... I would at this point I would rather have these episodes start with Venom, start with their plot, and then go to Mask instead of going to Scott and T- okay Scott and T Bob fishing. I guess that was a setup for what obviously happens at the end of the episode. But like, start with the bad guys, have them do something, and ha- I mean it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the Joker. The Joker goes out and does things, commits crimes, kills people sets money on fire, you know, whatever, in order to get Batman's attention. Right. You know, so Venom should be trying to get, even though they want to get away with it, but, I mean, it's like the crimes that they do should bring Mask to them in the very beginning of the episode instead of just starting out with, oh, Scott and T-Bob are relaxing, and Matt's no, Matt, I don't think, was anywhere in sight in the beginning of this episode when they were fishing. Um, it, uh... exactly this is what we've mentioned before find other ways to introduce the episodes to bring the characters into it it's always the same way yeah. that we start off pretty much is 
you know, they're Matt and Scott are with T Bob vacationing somewhere. Sometimes there's another mask member with them. Um, and they stumble along some, some mystery or something. They somehow get involved in trying to figure out what's going on. And of course we know Matt Venom is behind it, but yeah, mm-hmm. why not start it off different and have Venom doing something. And then we bring in the mask members later. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, it's just this formulaic plot that they, they keep using over and over again, where it's just, you know, okay, we've got to have, you know, so many characters, we've got to have some some scheme or, or treasure hunt for, for Venom to go after. And it just gets tiresome. Um, They've pretty much gone everywhere in the world except maybe Australia and the North Pole at this point. They're always in either Mexico, Mexican jungles, Venezuelan jungles, South American jungles. There have been a couple of times where it's actually coming up that – you know, there's an episode where they go to Italy. They've been to Paris. They, yeah. They've been all over the world. And they've been in the United States maybe out of 60. Okay, I don't know about the other 60, about the other 5 or 10 or however many episodes we have left. Uh, I think it's like 5 or 6. But out of the remaining episodes so far, they've only been in the United States like 5 different times that I can think of in 65 episodes. For a U.S.-based kids cartoon, like, if I want to go exploring the world, I'll watch something like Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego or Mysterious Cities of Gold or, you know, something like that. Like, if I want a gold treasure hunt type of stuff, I would watch Mysterious Cities of Gold. Right, I think that's one thing that they they did wrong with this series is because, uh, you know, the kids don't really care where we're at. I mean, as a viewer, I don't really care. I mean, yes, it's kind of interesting to go to different places sometimes, but to do it at this frequency and just be globe trotting for you know really no apparent reason other than you know I will say that occasionally and we've mentioned this before is that they will throw in uh, historical facts and things about some of the places that they go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're sort of using it as a, a learning device, but I, I just don't think it works very well. I think it's unnecessary. I, I think the kids really just want to tune into something that's fun. You know, you look at uh, something similar to this, like we mentioned G.I. Joe earlier in the episode. Um, you know, G.I. Joe's in different places, but they're not in a jungle every week. You know, they're sometimes they're in, in a snowy area. We don't even know where it's at. It's just, you know, some snowy area, some desert area, some jungle area. Um, it doesn't really matter, you know. Let's just get the action moving. Let's let's do something with the characters. Let's find a different plot device, and and tell an interesting story. Unfortunately, you know, Mask is missing the mark on that. Oh, very much so. Very much so. All right, um, we're gonna get to the low beams, which we kind of already started after this. <laughs> Turning on the low beams. So why couldn't they have done this plot in Canada? It'd have made a hell of a lot more sense for Niagara Falls to stop flowing than whatever river this is in South America. Like seriously. Yeah. They could have gone to, they wouldn't have had to gone to the US side. They could have gone to the Canadian side to Niagara Falls in Canada and just make you know, 
Yeah, of course. Back then, you probably see if you if you stop the falls, you probably see a lot of people in midair in barrels. <laughs> Still, it's like, why couldn't they have just done this shit in Canada? Yeah, brilliant um, idea, Mike. Brilliant. Yeah, I know, right? See, I, I'm better than the mask writers. Um, and it turns out to be yet another treasure hunt. Ugh. Um, and then I I will say that uh, Gory had a, had a good one. You already mentioned it. Antics. Um, and then I think T Bob had a good one, antisocial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what PSA? What PSA? There was no PSA in this episode. <laughs> it was. I don't know. It was, it was no such thing as ghosts. Where did that come from? And the thing I, I was just thinking is. You know, it wasn't even like this scary scene. You know, I mean, you would think that T Bob and Scott would be like, you know, all nestled in their beds at night. And there's a thunderstorm with all this lightning or something, and the, you know, the wind comes howling through the window and, and you know, knocks something over. But no, it's middle of the day. You know, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, and they're just walking by this creepy house or something. Mm-hmm. It's not not very well done. No. What what else didn't you like about this one? Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about the ant puns. There were a lot of them here. There were a couple that worked pretty well, but they just kept going on and on. And there was another one that was something like ant acid uh, mm-hmm. that I didn't think worked as well. And then um, Miles has to remind Nash Corey to use his mask powers to lift the object. <laughs> yeah. That's what his mask power is. How can he forget what that mask does? He shouldn't need reminding, so I thought that was just terrible. Yeah, it really, really was. Um, uh, overall, this one just... This might be the worst episode of the day, honestly. Uh, it really, really might. Um, so... yeah. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our final thoughts and ratings on these three episodes, and then we'll close the show out after this. Hello, geeks. Want a podcast that covers a vast array of topics with no rhyme or reason? Then check out Altered Geek Unlimited, where the topics fly more or less off the cuff. We cover media news, TV, our favorite geek products, and of course, your feedback. So get altered, get geeky with the Altered Geeks every Friday on the GeekCast Radio Network. Remote Control is the new TV podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network. We'll be covering TV shows and topics from the year 2000 to whenever now is. We'll have special themed episodes entitled Pilot and Season Premieres, as well as Finishing Finales. We'll also have Season Pass episodes, where we take a look at an entire season of a TV show. Remote Control can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and www.geekcastradio.com. So tune in, because we are all remote controlled. Now for a behind-the-scenes look at GeekCast Radio Network's newest show, Talking in Circles. So, Chuck, Greg, what are you guys thinking for this week's show? Well, Dan, how about we just talk about the things that we've read or watched this week? We do reviews like that every week, Chuck. How about a game like Fact or Fiction or The Power of Names? Those are great, and we're always coming up with new ideas for games. And how about some top fives? You know how I love my top fives. What about... 
tournament style brackets or sequel reboot and destroy who will win in a fight taking too far crazy but true news or yes it appears we have lots of things to work on listen to talking in circles taking timeless topics in new directions every tuesday on itunes or geekcastradio.com the geekcast radio network hey dan who's the guy with the creepy voice Alright, we are back here on Mass Mayhem. What are you going to give or not give to uh, the... What the hell's the name of that damn episode? Incident <laughs> um, in Istanbul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the incident in Istanbul. How are you going to rate that one? Okay, I'm going to give this one two masks. Okay. I'm going to give it a one. Uh, just as we were talking it out... Even with the animation for the chess board and all that stuff, that was cool. But still, uh, what didn't work for me in that scene is the fact that uh, in a different part of it, something we didn't talk about when we were discussing the episode, but in a different part of the episode when T-Bob and Scott are in the caverns below, as soon as Mayhem and the rest of Venom opens up the chess thing, this giant thing raises from the floor, and guess who's standing on the rock? Yeah. Scott and T-Bob in the middle of everything, and Venom does not see them. They run off. Venom doesn't see... Uh, one. Uh, what are you going to give um, Creeping Desert? Well, uh, this one, I th- I actually liked it more than the other episodes this week. Um, I'm going to give it two masks, but again, I, I liked... Um, I like the difference in the locations. I mean, I know we only saw the the snow on on the mansion there in the beginning, just you know, briefly um, before we moved on to the desert. But yeah, I, I did like the animation in this one. We mentioned the good vehicle battle in this. Um, there were some humorous moments. There was one moment that we didn't talk about that, uh, that I thought was pretty funny, and that is uh, Rax gets shoved by Rhino. When <laughs> Rhino transforms and and the the front yeah. gate pushes off the front of, of Rhino's nose, it just pushes him away and he goes yeah, flying funny. yeah so um yeah it was it was a little more entertaining than the other episodes this week and uh and i think i maybe mentioned that the pacing uh on this one wasn't too bad yeah this one for me i really did dig it i thought it was kind of cool outside of the whole you know i i mean hell if i can overlook the fact that they used the same damn plot in superman returns as a Lex Luthor land deal plot, I think I can overlook it here in Mask. Uh, overall, outside of that part of the plot, I mm, give this a three. I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed the the humor with Rax and everything else. Um, what about Scarlet Empress? Well, as, as you mentioned, I think this was the low light of this week's episodes. It was just awful. Um, you know, I don't like giving zeros, so I'm going to give it a one mask. <laughs> but you know, to me, one means it's terrible. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it it was just really bad. I, they're, they're, uh, okay, I did like the the ant puns. Some of those worked pretty well. But uh, overall, I just I thought like you, this was a bad episode. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna give it a one as well. Um, I generally only give zeros when something just like makes the entire episode not work for me at all. Or if it's something like, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, like what happened in episode 21 of the podcast, um, 
with the seatbelt thing. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let me say, one of the things I did not like about this episode is mm -hmm. is the ending. You know, we mentioned in um, the incident in Istanbul where basically Venom is, is uh, overthrown just by, you know, one of the guys being tripped and dropping the uh, the treasure, yeah. and and sort of the same thing here. I mean, they're after the Scarlet Empress, and um, it gets um, shrunken down and then carried off by a parrot, and and that's it. So you know, we go through all this just to have that happen at the very end. It's just a convenient way to to wrap up the episode without really explaining anything. Yep. And Matt even says, oh, well, the parrot has it now, so I guess it's destined to forever be lost in time or something or other. Yeah. So. All right. Thank you for joining us here on Masked Mayhem. There are several ways to get in contact with us. Leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow at Geekcast Radio for all the other network updates. Mine is TFT and Mike. What is your Twitter? Tunemaster Tim. You can become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcastradionetwork. Uh, you can email us, feedback at geekcastradio.com. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Coming up next time here on Mass Mayhem in episode 24, we will be talking about the Venice Menace, treasure of the Narza Plain, or Nazca Plain, uh, and uh, we're going to pull a disappearing act out of our hats. So stay tuned for the second to last episode of season one of Mask. These episodes are 60 through 62 for episode 24 of the podcast. For now, I am TF2 and Mike with... Tune Master Tim. Illusion is the ultimate weapon. Illusion is the ultimate weapon.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.